So uh, hello, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Vikas Agarwal. Firstly, uh, sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, today we had some technical issues, but anyway, the same has been sorted out. So it's a very special day because we've invited Mr. Pratik Agarwal. He's the business head and chief investment officer at ASK Investment Managers. He brings about uh, more than two and a half decades of experience in terms of equity investing in India. He works very closely with Bharat Bhai as well. And he has been instrumental right from the day one in terms of, you know, defining the investment philosophy of the organization and and taking care of multiple funds as an head of equities. And today we thought we'll try and read his mind and understand, you know, uh, what was the logic behind launching the fund called uh, ASK, uh, uh, you know, AIF, uh, which is called Golden Decade. Um, and then we'll uh, also deep dive uh, the strategies and and also try and understand what sort of risk which is involved at this point of time in the markets and we'll take his opinion about the outlook of equity markets as well so overall we've got about 30 minutes to go so we'll start the uh, uh, discussion so my first question to you pratik ji uh, firstly would like to thank you for taking the time out from your busy schedule and joining in today um, uh, my first question to you is uh, what was the logic behind uh, launching this golden decade fund at this point of time? What, what What is your view about the economy 10 years down the line? No, no, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, the name says it all. It is called a golden decade fund. We believe over the next 10 years, India will see a growth, you know, which which would be better than what we have seen in the past, let's say, 15 years. Last 15 years, the country went through a lot of turmoil. You know, there was government changes. There was you know, bank loan issues which had to be sorted out, ILFS, etc., which probably be more, you know, which probably brought down the overall growth rates. Now that the structural reforms, you know, the, 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 the tough job has been done, uh, what we are seeing is very positive uh, government policy moves, uh, you know, and you are sensing it happen. Uh, anything that is hitting the uh, industry is getting sorted off pretty quickly. You know, uh, PLI benefits have been extended. They have been welcomed by the industry. Uh, you see import duty protection coming in very, very quickly as well. Uh, giving a lot of confidence to the industry to actually start on another round of capex. So golden decade because yes, consumption continues. Golden decade also because you know after 2003, we are looking at all three uh, capex parts. You know, be it being done by the government. You know, you saw a large increase in the budget. Be it uh, you know people like you and me. Uh, buying houses, so house buying activity has has been stronger than before. Uh, beat corporates, you know, corporate capex was simply not happening, uh, and uh, uh, you know, 2016, 17, 18 were very tough years. Uh, but now, even there, sentiment has changed, and we are seeing more commitments now than before. Uh, the fact that commodity prices are higher and you have seen uh, you know metal mining companies repay debt repair balance sheet so they are now again embarking on newer capex 
uh, apart from even textiles, you know, two traditional areas which which uh, absorb a lot of capex, uh, and of course newer areas like electric vehicles, etc. So uh, uh, normal corporate capex has started. TLI uh, induced capex is further providing a fillip. So we believe you know growth in India should continue for a length of time. It is not a one period thing that we are uh, seeing. Yes, current higher prices do impact growth outlook. You know, before the oil prices became so high, if we were expecting close to 9% kind of GDP growth for financial 22, 23, uh, now uh, we are expecting 7.5% kind of GDP growth. So that kind of impairment has happened. But that said, uh, you know, if you look at the medium to long term, you know, five to ten years kind of journey, growth rates uh, in the country would be high. Now, if growth rates are high, our style, which focuses on high quality, high growth combination, should uh, be in work, should do very well. Uh, uh, and uh, hence, uh, you know, that gave us a lot of confidence to bring about uh, this this portfolio. Uh, at the same time, maybe I'll dwell on it a bit later. Uh, you know, the the big thought, you know, is how do we get growth for longer? You know, if we have to make uh, more returns in the market uh, for our investors, we have to seek out growth which is a tad more uh, than average and maybe uh, lasting for longer than average. And one big thing uh, that can provide tailwinds to an otherwise also good management, good business is the thought of value transfer. We see a lot of that happening around us, uh, giving lot of businesses a very, very strong tailwind. And that is, that is uh, the space that this uh, Golden Ticket Fund would, would focus at. Uh, in fact, uh, we had launched this uh, with Motilal on an exclusive basis three and a half years back. Uh, it did very well. And then on popular demand, this is the second half start of the same. Uh, so the proof of concept is there. It's, uh, it's seen strong performance over three and a half years. And now we have again brought it uh, out for uh, everybody uh, to, to participate. Do you think that uh, this uh, decade is called golden decade uh, only for India or overall em as an emerging economy, uh, all the Asian countries are likely to do well? So uh, I think we as an economy are uh, very nicely positioned. Uh, other economies uh, are more narrow than India. So for example, Thailand. Sri Lanka are more dependent on, let's say, uh, tourist uh, traffic. Uh, we are less, we are very diversified as an economy. Uh, and our chances of doing better are higher. So if you look at actually emerging markets and if you look at BRICS, there are very few who have uh, stood the test of time. Uh, most have fallen over the journey, you know, be it Brazil, be it Russia. China also having their own issues. So if brick of the original brick, we are the only guy standing. Uh, 
we have uh, we are starting off a lower base our per capita is just $2000 per year uh, other countries have more and in some sense it is probably easier for us to also grow from you know de facto extreme poverty that we see in this country to lesser poverty and then maybe to some amount of uh, middle income uh, level so that itself will give uh, our country a strong uh, growth momentum so i think uh, uh, we should believe in many ways that the next decade could be india's decade uh, this is a country which uh, has been growing well has a great prospect of doing well over the next uh, 10 years and uh, supported by the fact that uh, you know we have the people uh, to give businesses care you know other emerging markets do not have large populations in a uh, uh, in a period like now when uh, the wheels of globalization are stopped if if not turned back you know uh, earlier scenario that you saw you know you could manufacture in malaysia to export into india manufacture in china to export into india is increasingly more difficult so you should see uh, the response to tesla they wanted certain uh, discounts while initially they would have manufactured in china they were graciously told uh, not done you know we are letting it be known that uh, if you want to access indian markets jolly well manufacture in this country and i think that's a pretty powerful message that is going across uh, giving our businesses much more scalability than than before uh, so this is good uh, i think while lot many countries will do well indonesia also has a lot of population they they are also endowed richly with natural wealth Uh, but i do believe that uh, over the next decade india has a great chance of standing out uh, it could be the decade of india if our policy making supports as yet we see positive policy making a very very positive policy making and uh, that reinforces our belief uh, in in our country thank you for uh, throwing more lights on that uh, so pratik ji which are the sectors you think are going to be the biggest beneficiary of the value migration that you talked about yeah no sure uh, coming down to the value migration theme we see it around us you know uh, uh, happening in many many spaces so to give you the the example that all of you will will latch on to uh, very quickly uh, you know look at Uh, the financial space earlier a lot of us would go to public sector to uh, get the work done now uh, most of us would have uh, accounts in private sector banks people in business would be getting more loans from private sector versus public sector and that is a space where a lot of value transfers uh, is happening last question of public sector apart from metal mining uh it's happening in insurance so while the lic issue is on uh well lic's market share is now just about equal that of all other private sector companies put together while in terms of stock they still have a large uh, stock but in terms of incremental business it's now 50% private 
uh, airlines we just saw uh, the last public sector one got sold to private sector so this is the value transfer that has taken place over over time we'll continue to do uh, the same going forward uh, there are more examples so you know in each one of these in airlines for example look at an indigo so uh, if you look at uh, banks, you, know, you get several several names: uh, Access Bank, Indusind, uh, uh, ICICI, HDFC, AU Bank. You know, making money over very very long periods of time. Uh, yes, some of them may be floundering in the near uh, past, but the point is over 2002 to 2022 kind of a period. Uh, the private sector banks have made. Uh, amount of wealth for, for investors while government banks may have struggled uh, over this journey. Uh, uh, now, the other space that I can talk about where this has been seen very, very strongly is uh, unorganized to organized formalization of the economy. Uh, so, for example, uh, in grocery shopping, you know, uh, increasingly people are going more. Uh, shopping from let's say places like Dmart, and you see it creating a lot of value uh, versus the mom and pop neighboring grocery stores. Similarly, in jewelry, going to a Titan kind of a franchise versus you know family jewelers. Uh, seen in diagnostic chains where uh, you know Doctor Run uh, shows are now giving way to uh, you know organized sector players like. Dr. Lal and Metropolitan Vijaya from South and so on. So uh, very, very clearly this is seen. It's happening in let's say footwear, clothing, uh, being other spaces. So a page uh, making a lot of money over very long period of time, relaxer kind of a name doing so in, in, in footwear. So when I take uh, these names, uh, you know, it would have occurred to you that most of them are leaders in their spaces. Most of them are uh, quality leaders also, you know, high uh, or the highest ROCs in this space. And yet, uh, all of them have shown ability to grow very, very strongly for several years. You know, that is the combination we see in many ways. We call them best of India. Uh, you know, it's not by size. Uh, it is the ability to make more money. It is the ability to grow while making more money. And uh, not for one year, but multiple years. You know, uh, that I think is a very, very difficult do. These businesses have uh, done it. Uh, and this is what is our focus across whatever we do. Uh, if you get tailwinds of, let's say, value transfer that we are talking of, you know, that just, like I said before, increases the uh, growth and makes it more durable. Thereby, probably allowing uh, our fund manager to make a bit more money uh, than otherwise. I can give you more examples happening, let's say, in an automobile, in uh, internal combustion, engines to electric vehicles. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So, uh, Pratiti, uh, there, there are a few investors who are curious to know about this. So, would there be some different positions in the AIF than PMS, uh, particularly in Golden Decade A? And B is, uh, if, if yes, then what is the reason behind? Because it has a tenure of four years. 
So uh, AIF versus PMS, uh, the AIF vehicle has certain advantages. Uh, in PMS also, our PMSs have exit loads. Uh, this AIF has exit loads like PMSs. Yes, duration is four years in PMS. We, we seek long period investments and keep the uh, exit load for three years. So there is a slight difference, but that's about it. Uh, AIF in the vehicle is slightly better than PMS. One, it gives the investors tax, post-tax returns. Uh, in PMS, you will have to put in uh, your own taxes. Uh, like you do when you buy and sell shares on your own. Uh, second, in an AIF platform, uh, we come in as an institutional investor and can participate in IPOs. Uh, that in some cases can help uh, generate alpha as well. So uh, I think those are the two, two things. Otherwise, as a house, we are present both on PMS and AIF. And we believe both platforms are equally good for running this kind of a strategy. Yeah, the other thing is in your strategy, we saw that it can extend by two more years. So you foresee that it is going to happen or it's only a kind of, a, you know, a step tire, which like, you know, if, it, if anything goes bad, then that is the time we want to use. No, uh, see, if anything is bad or... If we extend it, the investors can still get out. That's not an issue at all without exit loads. It is up to them. Thing is, uh, if there is a case, I mean, you said uh, something bad happens, something good can also happen. And uh, investors may just want to continue. So the way it works is uh, we will ask the investors through our email whether uh, they would wish to continue if. 75% uh, of the investors are okay. Uh, so if they do not respond, it means they are okay. Okay, uh, Then we can extend. But any investor who wishes to go after four years can go without exit loads. Four years from the date of final closure. Uh, there is no exit load after four years. It is completely voluntary. So uh, investors should not be worried. Uh, you know, if they want the money, they can take it. Distributors should not be worried either. It is to enable, uh, you know, I mean, we really thought performance would be good and investors would want to continue and hence we uh, have put that uh, enable, enable there. In fact, the first AIF that we launched was called 2025. Uh, it's a seven-year AIF, you know, uh, and no exit uh, possibilities for first five years and then exit load kind of stuff. So, uh, here we have actually diluted the uh, or enabled uh, exit for, for unforeseen situations kind of stuff uh, uh, for investors. All right. So with that, uh, we'll open the forum for question and answer. Uh, I'm done with all my questions. So I would request uh, dear participants to please type in their questions in Q&A box. Or if you wish to type, you can type in the chat box as well. So the first question, which is already there, is uh, for Pratikji, uh, do you think uh, this will outperform your PMS? That's the first question. I think it's already an existing investor. 
No, no. So uh, all of our products are equally dear to us. We believe each one of our products have a good uh, chance to do well. Uh, you know, and this one has uh, as as good a chance to do well. In fact, uh, if you look at some of our other products, uh, we have we are guys who believe if you focus, you will do better. And IP portfolio, for example, which is our largest, we focus on entrepreneurs to to deliver growth and uh, with growth make us money so that's a slightly different orientation versus this one where we are saying it is value transfer that will give us that added amount of growth so i think uh, here the the fund manager may have greater flexibility he can look at insurance businesses he can look at professionally run businesses like icici hdfc bank kind of names so he has a richer choice than some of our other uh, PMSs. Uh, if he uses that choice better, uh, well, uh, then I think there's a great chance that uh, you know this 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 product uh, performs uh, well. We we have definitely provided the enablers over last three and a half years. Uh, this has been the best performing product for us. Uh, across our other AIFs and PMSs, so uh, and it was with this trend that we brought it out uh, again in in an AIF format. Okay, the second question is: What kind of earnings you are looking at at an aggregated level of the portfolio that you want to build in AIF? Yeah. So uh, over the next two years, the earnings growth. Uh, in the market itself is expected to be uh, very fast from uh, 715 to 720 EPS in financial 22. We should go to around 860 in financial 23 and close to 1000 in financial 24. Uh, uh, so I think uh, the, the our portfolios always aim for uh, 4 to 5% higher Kagar in earnings uh, versus versus the market over this period of two years, I think we will be just two three percent uh, higher than market. But then, uh, as we go forward, it's a twenty five over twenty four. Expect earnings growth in market to fall to ten twelve percent, and at that point in time, our uh, companies could be delivering much much more. Uh, in the near term, since we are coming out of uh, of a dip in earnings because of COVID, because of whatever, uh, the broad market earnings growth and for our portfolios, the gap could be smaller. But as it normalizes on the index, the gaps could increase. Uh, we aim for uh, four to five percent uh, higher earnings growth. Uh, if you look at the filtration slide. Uh, on the GDL portfolio, we aim for over 20% CAGR growth in, in earnings. Now, uh, the index CAGR growth over 1993 to 2022 has been of the order of 12% in earnings. Uh, and uh, if we get anywhere close to 20, even if it is 18, it is still that 6% uh, delta that we would get. The whole thought is higher uh, growth would result in higher uh, returns for our investors, even adjusting for fees. Maybe I'll take the last question. So, next is uh, if the liquidity is not there and if not this AIF, then which PMS to be looked at? IEP or EOP? Emerging opportunity. 
that is best answered by ourselves uh, iit is uh, our largest portfolio 20000 crores uh, flexi cap very long period track record uh, you know in in some manners uh, god's gift to our house uh, so you wish to be there very good up is differently positioned uh, it is with sector lead leaders okay uh, in emerging spaces so 80% of the portfolio is a mid cap portfolio uh, when i say mid cap most of them are larger mid caps we hope that with time and with more rapid growth some of them would become uh, larger caps the overlap between ip and eop is very low uh, and in fact uh, if you are considering it would be a great idea to do both you know, uh, uh, to get a, a much better flavor of uh, our house i would also like to add here that it more to do with your risk appetite you know so i would suggest that you book a call with our expert team and we will help you measure your risk level risk appetite and basis that we can choose you know which strategy to be looked at so yeah so i think with that we would like to conclude the session here and uh, take this opportunity to thank pratik ji for taking the time out from his busy schedule and joining in and i also take this opportunity to thank all the participants for thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you.